The Zaddy Zone, welcome to the Zaddy Zone, Zaddy Zone, welcome to the Zaddy Zone, my sweet Zaddies. This episode of the Zaddy Zone is brought to you by a product I use literally every morning first thing. AG1. It is the ultimate multivitamin, especially if you want to make health and wellness simple for yourself. So what's in it and why do I take it every morning? Well, one scoop of AG1, I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens to help me start my day right. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health, the nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. My favorite ingredients in particular in there, I love getting zinc first thing in the morning and I love getting some ashwagandha because I know it's great for all of those stressful days, right? It's keto, it's paleo, it's vegan. Can you imagine meeting that as a person, a keto paleo vegan? They would be terrible, but this as a product is delicious. It supports clear thinking, better gut health. It's a delicious way to start every day and you start the day with like a serving of greens. That is a win. Let's talk cost, $3 a day. Don't at me, less than a coffee a day, you can have athletic greens, $3 a day. I started drinking it because Andrew Huberman drinks it. David Sinclair drinks it. Tim Ferriss drinks it. And I do what they do because, well, they, they know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Athletic Greens is going to give you, listen to this, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash zaddy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash zaddy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Love it. Here we go. I am sitting down with Don Saladino. He is a coach, a keynote speaker, a fitness entrepreneur. After operating brick and mortar gyms for 15 years, Don expanded to a global online fitness business. He has developed a reputation for training some of the biggest names in Hollywood for the big screen, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, kind of a two-in-one package. Though. Yeah. And yeah. then John Krasinski, Emily Blunt. Another one. Another one. Liev Shriver, Sebastian Stan. I don't think they're dating they're not dating. They're not dating. No, but they like each other. They're cute. Yeah. They're cute. Anne Hathaway, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, and David Harbour are among his roster of clients. That is amazing. I want to ask you, my first question is the most poignant. Are your dogs really named Sambuca and Rigatoni? They're Russian dogs with Italian names. So the idea was Sambuca was our first, the liqueur. Okay. Rigatoni is the food. And then we yeah. were going to go with a Zeppeli, which was like the dessert. Yeah. But... Um, Two dogs is enough, man. Yeah, it's it really like, is. No, they're they're amazing. They're our life, but yeah, three is just too much. Do you, as a trainer, do you eat rigatoni? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Italian, so it'd be sacrilegious if I said no. But right, absolutely. True. Yeah, yeah, not to. often though. Not often. Not by the look of you, not often. But when I when I do it, I I eat like I'm going to the electric chair. So it's oh. it's very important. I don't believe in this like oh well, I'm gonna lighten my calories up earlier on in the day and just you know dive in. No, I'm like I'll eat normally and then I'll eat like I'm going to the electric chair. So I, I, I feel the only way to do it. If you're going to go, just go. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Now you've trained some of the, my favorite actors, some of the best bodies in Hollywood. How does the process begin? I'm always interested in this. How does, how does your relationship with them begin? Do they get the role and then they, they call you or how does that work right at the beginning? The well, you know, it's interesting is a lot of them I've been working with for so long that it would just be conversation like, Oh, by the way, um, Deadpool one starting and you're like, Oh, okay, got great. It. Like it's, that was kind of how it happened with Ryan. Cause I was working with him back God, before Green Lantern. I mean, there's mm. a movie he did called Buried, which is, I think, one of the most petrifying movie ideas ever, I've ever heard. He had to literally lock himself in a coffin. Oh, and they right. shot, that was where he like shot underground. And then they, they were using like a CGI snake. And then he was like, 
Well, they used a real snake because it wasn't like, fuck, excuse my language, fuck that, I'm going to say yet. it. But like, yeah. you, you know, I'm like, I hate snakes. So, you know, I remember him coming out of the coffin after two weeks and he was like this thin and pale as a ghost. And so the movie roles are definitely interesting. But when someone was reaching out to me and they're like, hey, we'd love to meet you and we'd love to talk, you know, we'd sit down, have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. What's the role? What are we trying to create here? How much time do we have? Okay, great. Now let's go through our physical screening, which is a basic functional movement screening. I had a team of physical therapists working for me. So if there were any red flags, Flags. I can snap my fingers, have them come out on the floor, and we would look at movement patterns. And then at that point, it's based off what we're trying to create and how they move. Then I create the program. We can get our nutritionists involved. We can get you know um, one of our functional medicine doctors involved to assess blood work if we want to dive in that hard or, yep. or not. Mm-hmm. So we we really was a full kind of white glove service. You're getting everything that you need. If you're traveling, you know you're going to get either a coach to travel with you, or we're going to send you off with your program and. You know, I just like to make sure that they never really worried about anything. Yeah. And it really, it started with Hugh Jackman. So I, I started working with him 15 years ago for Wolverine. Wow. And there was no social media. No one was doing Instagram. He would be like, oh, let's do some, uh, let's do a picture. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. I was like, be, because I just, I was so concerned with his privacy. Right. And I think that's what kind of set me apart early on. And I mm. think all the actors came in and never asked him for pics. And I, after a certain period of time, like, let's let's take a, it's like, okay, great. Thank now you. everybody pres- wants to take it because we need to fulfill we, social media. And it's, it, it's good, but I think there's a, you know, there's a time and place to ask. Yeah. I normally never ask. And I think because I never ask, they always offer. Yeah. No, That's kind of how I like going about doing yep. it. But um, mm-hmm. I've had relationships with them for a long time. So they're most of them are family now, which is nice. And then when you assess them with like a physical therapist, yep. et cetera, are you looking for their mobility? Kind of seeing like, are they good with overhead movements? Yeah. Are we, are we going to be okay in a squat? Like how much can we push them in these You nailed areas? it. You, you nailed it. I, I always like train. I'll always train around it. So if, if there is an injury, there is a red flag, then I'm trying to get the thumbs up or the thumbs down from the PT saying, listen, no, they need to train, but we're not going to get them pressing vertical. We're going to get them on a high incline or they're lacking an external rotation or thoracic extension. Let's work on that in the warm up. So everything was very purposeful. It was very targeted. I like referring to it as practice. So if I come in and I look at someone and they can't deep squat, well, why can't they deep squat? Are there things that we can do to help clean up the deep squat? Then we'll mix that into their warm up rather than just putting them on a bike or a treadmill and have them get their heart rate up. Everything we did was very purposeful. And then, yeah, we load the shit out of them and we do it in positions that are safe. And uh, the intensity really depends on their training age and what they can handle and their stress levels Mm -hmm. and, and all these things that I think as a coach, you really need to look into. It's not this one size fits all. Let's just train like Rocky and, you know beat the shit out of the person and then bring them back the next day. Like these actors, as you know, better than anyone, time zone change, family, you could be on set. I don't know where a camera breaks down. You're there four hours late and you're supposed to be in for the workout the next morning at six. Like this is, it's very demanding. I almost find it more difficult to train an actor than it is an athlete. Right. Because, you know, you know, Tom Brady's schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's getting hurt. The actors are doing their own stunts. Like Ryan Reynolds broke his neck on set. Like he's things happen. He broke his yeah. back. Like the things shit happens where he's been very open about and right. spoke about. But you know, these these actors put a lot of demand on themselves. He broke his back. Yeah, I think like uh, <laughs> I think it was like a fracture or something. It wasn't oh my like, gosh. You know, he's a he's a beast. I mean, that's madness. But I, I've always been interested in the the process of the goal. So for instance, with a Wolverine, you're like, okay, this is the body that we this is the body that we're going for. And that's, and how do you define the goal? Do you define it with words? You're like, let's get as jacked as possible. No, we would go on Google with picture. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. A perfect. Example. Sorry to jump in there, but like it was a, it's a great question. No one asked me that. I mean, Lev Schreiber, I remember did it 
not for Ray Donovan, but he was training for uh, that movie Chuck. It was oh, the yeah. Chuck Wetner story, which is like, I think it's who Rocky really is. Rocky was this guy, Chuck, and that's who Stallone based the story off of. So I never saw a picture of Chuck and Liev sat me down and pulled up a picture of Chuck and I'm like, oh man, we have to soften you up a little bit, right? Like, right. But he had to still be boxing, who he had his boxing coaches to do that with, but we still needed this level of strength and resiliency. Dave Harbour for Hellboy, he was in a prosthetic suit, right? So what are we worried about training for? No, we needed to make sure that when he was off in Bulgaria riding a horse for the next six months, he was had this level of resiliency and he originally had back problems. So we right. really focused on cleaning that up and getting him strong. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not always... You know, where, you know, the actor needs to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, which is probably one of the most common requests I've ever received. Well, that was an iconic body. Like, oh, he's, and he's like, Brad Pitt, too. I mean, totally. everyone, everyone, you know, he's pretty cool. So, yeah. 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 I mean, but, but I'm interested in that. So they, there would be a picture for, for Hugh Jackman for Wolverine that he was like, that's the body. That's no, Hugh, Hugh, well, Hugh, no. We, I, I don't think he pulled up a picture of anyone. It was also a while ago. Um, yeah. I think what he did was he came off of a play called Boy From Oz. Yeah, of course. And he was like a stick figure. Yeah, he, he, was, a, he was 175 pounds. Right. And his legs were like twigs. So, yep. you know, what did we get him doing? We, you know, we got him on a, a sound nutritional plan. We got him into a caloric surplus and we got him training legs. Yeah. It wasn't even as much about the upper body that yes we worked upper body of course we did but like legs was the emphasis and mm. with that you're going to get a hormonal response you're going to put mass on the lower body your entire body gets strong from training lower body that's mm. why it always frustrates me when people go oh, i run i'm like it's not the same thing like your core is not going to get the same response from it you're not going to burn the same amount of fat yeah squatting deadlifting doing these things lunging i mean you, your heart rate goes through the roof i mean that's interval training that's yes. how we burn fat so uh leg leg training is, is the foundation everything i do oh that's amazing i've never even thought about that so you're saying that there's like this hormonal response that's like creating a body for hugh jackman legs were so vital even though the iconic wolverine shot is all upper body yeah. like really he's coming out oh, but, legs legs legs, it's legs built from the legs legs yeah i mean like like when i've i've prepped for a dozen covers right and i mean my abdominal training is like so unassuming like maybe one day a week two days a week maybe two exercises each day mm. i'm spending like 10 minutes on it wow it's about the fact that i can pull a lot of weight off the ground and i can put weight on my back and i can carry in a lot a lot of weight and i can move my body in a specific fashion under load and and that's what I try and get people to do. That's really what, you know, core strength's about. Like, can we support, can our body support, you know, that, that weight that we're carrying around. So legs is for me, it's the most vital muscle group to train. I yeah. mean, when you're deadlifting and you're squatting, you're creating tension throughout the body. It is yeah. really a full body exercise. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I, I heard somebody recently, and this is one of my later questions. I'll just push it up to do right it. now about, you know, crunches, versus a deadlift for abdominals mm. or a squat. A, a squat and deadlift is going to be more functional for and better for your abs, popping abs than crunches, would you say? Yeah, I mean I mean cr I don't do crunches. Right. I probably I'd probably done I actually did crunches recently as like a gag with my buddy Frank Seppi. Okay. He's been on 500 magazine covers and man did I feel them cuz I don't do them. So I right. think sometimes we relate that feeling with success and the reality is if you have 500 pounds on your back it's it's 
that's pretty demanding on your midsection. If you're yeah. pulling 600 pounds off the ground, that's pretty demanding on your midsection. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where my success has come. The majority of the people in the industry that I think are great, people who have physiques that are exceptional, world-class. You and I were talking about Mike O'Hearn earlier. Like Mike yeah. doesn't do a lot of abs. Like yeah. Mike's a strong boy. Yeah. You know, my buddy Frank doesn't do a lot of abs. Frank hasn't done abs in weeks, actually. Like wow. Frank is Frank is good at those lifts, and I think okay. that's what translates. And he'd build them in the kitchen, too. Yeah. Listen, you can't, if you've got a layer of fat over everything, you're not going to see it. Sure. So um, I think it, you don't have to live in this contest dieting mentality all year long. I'm actually against it. I never, for any of my covers, I shot muscle the cover of Muscle and Fitness last year. I don't go into a carb you know, deficit. I don't remove, I don't dehydrate the body of water. Like mm. when I'm shooting a cover, it probably, it took me four weeks to get ready. Like mm. if I had to do a cover... Now I'd probably need two to four weeks. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit of manipulation. You know, it's um, really staying on your macronutrients, understanding what's going in your body every day, maybe being a little less loose, not having an out burger when I'm out here, you know, stuff like that. So you're saying kind of get into a little bit of a deficit for the next two to four weeks before a shoot. Maybe. Well, a deficit for me was 300 grams of carbohydrates a day. Right, right. So because I was up at 500, you know, so right. going from five to 300, I lost seven pounds in the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking to a friend of mine and we were just like, oh, what's not? I was like, should I change it? And he's like, actually my first muscle fitness cover, I remember asking him like, do you think I should drop it more? And he's like, just, just stay there. This guy, Dr. Ben House, a friend of mine. And he, um, then every day I was literally waking up and I was seeing more veins appearing on my chest and I was seeing a dryness start taking over. And I'm like, wow, this is, it's just a reminder. You got to tr- trust the process. You, you can't, you lose seven pounds the first week. You're like, all right. What does it mean if I lose more weight? Is that better? Like I, I probably lost the next three to four weeks, maybe another two pounds. Mm. But it was this quality. It was this dryness. It was this level of vascularity. I got veiny. My body got hard. It got tighter. Inflammation went away. Wow. You know, just things like little markers that I just knew it was happening. And I could have used more time. But listen, I went in with what I had. This is what it is. Mate, so you're telling me dropping 200 grams of carbohydrates. Is that right? I dropped 200 grams, yeah. But I kept my protein the same. My protein was around 275, which most people would be like, well, that's too high. No, it's not. Like mm. I'm at about 1.25 grams per pound, and that's not all through animal protein. Mm. So if you were to remove the plants and the the nuts and oils and the seeds and the grains, I'm probably consuming around a gram per pound of body weight of animal protein. So animal protein is how we're going to build muscle, right? Yeah. And And plant protein – affects other areas of the body, right? Yeah. It's hair, nails, skin. Like we need other, it's not just about building muscle. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I was pretty strategic about it. Fats were down at about 90 grams, down from 125 grams. Yep. So um, I think nutrition for me is important to really play with a bit. Like I believe in metabolic flexibility. I believe in using carbs and fats as your energy source. I think protein is one of the most important macronutrients. A lot of us, we don't need as much as, you know, a gram per pound to live, but yep. it is helpful if you're a high performer. And, um, you know, I think during the year, our bodies crave different things. And there are times during the year where I get on a fat-adapted diet for four to six weeks because I feel like I need that. Meaning a ke- kind of ketogenic? Yeah, but I'm not in ketosis, but it right. is dropping carbs. Or I, I use, um, there's a product I like using at times called Lumen, okay. which promotes metabolic flexibility. It's actually really cool. It's a chamber that you breathe into and measures the amount of carbon dioxide in your body. And based off of that, it gets smarter day by day. And it'll actually set up your carb cycling for you. 
So it'll let you know if you need to consume more fats that day or more carbohydrates that day. But it gets you into a range of fat, fat consumption that I've never been into. I was consuming 180 grams of fat a day for a while, wow. which was high, but I was doing it through healthy things, not seeds. Let me understand. This is a little machine that you bring yeah. into? It's a little black machine. And then it tells you what exactly? It tells, it tells you, you where your macronutrients need to be. So the proteins wow. stay around the same always. I don't think the proteins adjust, but the carbs and the fats will be manipulated and that will let you know when you need a boost day. So like when we refer to them as cheat meals or refeeds, mm -hmm. Lumen just calls it a boost day where it's like, nope, you got to get your carbs up significantly like we need to pull some glycogen in. Yeah, got it. Now, how closely with it, like, here's the thing about all the actors that you work with. We're talking about body goals here. We're talking about yep. people that look at, you know, yep. these bodies and like, I want that body. How... How closely is a dietitian working with you guys when you when you're training them and like where's the dietitian at? Um, it depends. If there's medical stuff going on, uh -huh. I always like to bring one in. Otherwise, I can handle pretty much everything. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to blood work, if someone's pre-diabetic, not oh, getting yeah. personal, like those are those are areas that we need to get. If there's hormonal things going on sure. that you know you know, the arrows aren't pointing in the direction and I'm starting to scratch my head for one second, 10 out of 10 times, not nine out of 10. I'm always involved, involving a medical. I want the medical involved. I want yeah. to bring someone in always. I like it. I like having the team approach. I think it's comforting to the client. Yeah. I think it shows that you're not trying to be a jack of all trades. I think it shows that you know that you don't know it all. I think these are just important things as a, as a coach that we need to portray. Got it. So when you are doing essentially a dietitian's job or a telling them what to eat. Are you helping them with a meal plan? Are you giving yeah. them your meal plan? Yeah. And that's supercharged? So, so yes, now it's supercharged. So okay. thanks for the plug, man. <laughs> Don's, <laughs> got a, Don's got a business called Supercharged Meal Delivery Service. It's called it's called Daily Dose Life, Daily Dose and Life. my plan is called Supercharged. Oh, okay. So the, the delivery service is Daily Dose Life. Yeah, Daily Dose Your Dose particular Life. one yes. is Supercharged. It's a really interesting story. So Trisha Williams was a chef that had a company called Food Matters, uh -huh. and I owned a couple of clubs in the city for 15 years, and Food Matters was my food provider. It was We used to leave meals in the fridge, and clients would come in and grab them. And it was the most non-scalable business you've ever seen. They'd show up in metal tins, highest quality foods, yeah. super expensive. And I think she lived on a break even there for like 11 years, literally. Right, and then right. COVID hit and she started feeding the frontline workers and she started partnering with all these incredible thought leaders, these doctors and really high achievers. And she pivoted her business, figured out a way to do delivery systems, started putting hubs up you know, all over the country. Uh -huh. And, you know, just created this product. Literally, I mean, I'm so meticulous about what I put in my body 99% of the time that I stopped meal prepping. And um, listen, I'll still go to dinners. I still cook for my kids, but I use it as a supplement. I'm right. not telling someone to get on it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm not going to tell someone, go sign up for the seven days a week, four or five meals a day. No, do five days a week, two meals a day, use it as a supplement. Yeah. If you know lunch is going to be a disaster and you got to run somewhere, grab a meal. Yes. If you know you're rushing for breakfast, grab a meal. If you're eating dinner that night, save the meal for the next morning. Yeah, that's so, And then we, based off of that, I created something called a mud bowl, which sounds really fun. It's off my chair. I ate one yesterday. They're yeah. Which flavor did you have? It was the, the, the chocolate... Oh, Bob, oh, the batter one, the the, the brownie batter. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. The um, w fantastic. I mean, the apple pie, I think, is next level. Okay. And there's a cherry pistachio, like which I never thought I would. I mean, it's unbelievable. But it's got 30 grams of protein, 40 grams of carbs. Uh -huh. We're um, filling it with really healthy micronutrients. Well, that's my question. I, yeah. I didn't even know what was in this chocolate bowl yeah. oat thing that I ate today. It could well have been sugar. It what could have been shit. It? 
It was so, th- I think it's exactly, that one should be about 26 grams of protein. Oh, damn. 45, 46 grams of carbohydrates, high fiber. We're going to start infusing it with um, a very high quality mushroom. Not like for, t- obviously, Reishi. we're not putting, um, no, we're going to use uh, cordyceps. Oh, we're cool. going to use lion's mane. We're going to, um, we're going to use more of the performance and cognitive um, yeah, right. enhancers. So call it like a nootropic slash delicious. You could call it that, but it's. I think mushrooms have been um, mushrooms have been very popular, but there's also now we're getting into the quality of mushrooms. So I teamed up with Dr. Dwayne Jackson, and um, he's got all the third party research and testing to show why this is the most bioavailable mushroom on the market. Wow! So I'm excited. It's cool. We just got to make sure that the flavor we're nailing the flavor. Um, what you had yesterday didn't have the mushroom in it, but we're about to go to taste testing. And yeah, because I I think that the thing about health and eating healthy for people is so often a matter of time yep it's so a matter often a matter of like i don't have time to make something healthy so i'm just going to grab a bunch of shit that's processed that's like quick right shove it in my mouth and i you know and they also say it's cost right like i'm always hearing this well i can cook this myself and i'm like yeah but you don't yeah right you know it's like you don't do it you say you're gonna do it it's not in your personality you're too busy Time is money for me. Like if I'm not working, I want to be with my family. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be in a kitchen meal prepping chicken, rice, and broccoli for two hours on Sunday or, or, or two hours? No, I, I don't want to do that. Like I'd rather yes. I'd rather pay a little extra money for meal. Like for sure, you probably save money by going to a stop and shop. I'd rather pay a little extra money. I'd rather have foods that are being rotated seasonally mm. and yeah, foods wow. that I don't like to cook. I do not like to cook wild salmon. There are certain vegetables that I always screw up. Yeah. I just don't like to cook it. So the fact that she, like a world-class chef, is able to mix the stuff in and make it taste delicious, Mm -hmm. and she's always enhancing it with something that's powerful for the body, I think um, makes my nutrition much better. Yeah, cool. So let's let's pivot to protein. Sure. Protein and your clients, like- it is got to be the most important macronutrient to be tracking throughout the day. It's one of the hardest to think about because if you're eating like one point whatever grams you're per pound you're eating, I think I'm trying to eat 200 grams per day. How much you weigh? I'm 220 pounds. Okay, cool. So we're we're almost the same weight. You're yeah. a lot taller than me, but yeah. Well, but it's a full time job. But when you're working with clients, like how much are you on them about their protein? Yeah, I, I really want them around that gram per pound, yeah. and um, I just break it down. It's math, right? And it's. It's. It, I'm, I'm going to present in a very simplistic fashion, but um, when we look at the amount of meals that we're going to have during a day, people will go, "How many meals should I have?" And I like spreading them out. We don't eat eight meals a day, but you know, I like four to five meals, four meals and a snack, or five meals, or right in that range. And why? To get 220 grams of protein. Let's say it's 200 grams of protein. If you're doing that in three meals. That's going to be like 75, no, it's going to be 80 grams of protein per meal, Yeah. right? Yeah. R- r- roughly. That's a lot of protein for the body yeah. to have to digest and process in one sitting. Yeah. And if you're getting that much protein in one sitting, how are you getting your vegetables in? How are you getting your slow-burning carbs in? Like you're eating a lot. It's, it's in my opinion, it's tough. Yeah. And if we're not getting that food in, we're in a deficit. How are you performing? How are you feeling? How's your brain function? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like to just say it's math. For someone consuming 200 grams of protein a day, if we're doing five meals a day, it's 40 grams a meal. Pretty yeah. simple when you break it down that way, right? Like, yep. But I think we don't take that approach. It's just like we'll start eating. If you are tracking, people start tracking and by the evening, they're like, oh my God, I'm at 170. I need to, or I'm at 150. I need another 80 grams or 70, my math's terrible, 80 or 70 grams of protein in that next meal. How am I going to get that in, right? And then they start panicking. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's math. And I think when we break down the math 
and we look at it with every micronutrient, macronutrient, I think it gets very simple. Um, but we also, you know, I think calories are misunderstood. So calories are something, well, I want to have low calorie and I don't, and calories are our energy. It's like you're trying to drive a car with no gasoline. It makes no sense. So I I think understanding where your maintenance calories is one of the most underlooked areas of, I think, dialing in our nutrition. I'm not the food quality. Yes, it trumps everything. I get it. Protein, super important. But I think a lot of us are under eating. We're in a deficit and you know, if I'm speaking to a woman or I'm training a woman and she's consuming 1200 calories a day and she's not losing weight and she needs to, well, I'm not going to drop her to a thousand calories. Like we may have to take this reverse dieting approach, which is something that's been popularized by bodybuilders. And we may have to, you know, she may need to be at 2000, 2200 calories and she's at 1200 calories. So how are we getting up a thousand calories? I do it slowly, 200 calories a week. Yeah maybe five weeks, yeah. allowing the body to change over time, allowing us not to retain all that water at once. Yeah, got it. And um, I think you got to be strategic about it. So what you're kind of talking about is like if somebody's struggling to lose weight and they're only, only, only in 1,200 calories, which isn't a lot, right. you're saying like, hey, let's eat some more protein every day. Let's yeah. actually eat more and see how the training shifts. I have a community shifts. of about 9,000 people. And I'm telling you, I've had 99% of them and I've had nutritionists, Adam Ross, Dwayne Jackson, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon involved yep. in these processes. And 99% of them, when they trust the process and they start bringing their calories up, body composition changes. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Plain and simple. We're yes. feeding them the nutrients they need. Yep. They now want to become more active. Their energy levels improve. Mm-hmm. Their sleep quality improves. Yeah. We're building muscle, which doesn't mean we're getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And magic happens that our metabolism start moving. But it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, let's talk about how for, for the big transitions that actors go through where they've gone from this person to like this body to this body, how many hours are these people spending in the gym? Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and David Harbour. How long are they spending in a gym per day? Ryan, it's, I think all of them, it's normal. It's probably your typical, you know, hour, hour 15. Got it. Some sessions might be quicker. Some sessions might be longer. Are we doing powerlifting? If we got power you know, in there, we need more rest. Yeah. Is it more circuit work? Then I think the amount of time in the workout is going to begin to diminish. We might get, a, I've gotten workouts done in 20 minutes that are like, I'm yeah. literally on the floor, like holding on for dear life. Like yeah. it depends on the intensity. It depends on how we're approaching it. So I don't think it changes any differently. I, I, I think, um, I think the nutritional component to it, I think understanding the calories and allowing it to be monotonous uh, during a time where you're trying to get body composition to change is important. I'm not talking about eating for longevity because there, yes, we want to rotate our foods. And yes, we want different types of micronutrients and we want different types of herbs and spices. I think when we have a period of time that we're trying to get ready for something, we need some monotony and yeah. we need them to be comfortable with the foods they're having every meal. And it might get a little boring. And I try and spice it up. I'm like, you know, if you're having salmon, have chicken, just make sure the macros come out to where they are. But yeah. they don't all measure macros. Yeah, They don't. I just I recommend for people to measure macros if they're scratching their head. And they're like, why isn't it changing? Right. But if Ryan's got a general idea on what he's consuming every day and it works, he's not going to measure macros. But if you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, do me a favor, track the next three days. And I'm like, what's your protein at? Like, well, day one, it was at 100. Day two was at 170. And day three, it was at 120. I'm like, there's a problem. Like, we're all over the place. We need some consistency. If we're not consistent, our body's not going to make change. Yeah. And then 
so for instance, with Dave Harbour, who had back problems, looking to lose a little bit of weight, get stronger or lose fat, I should say. That was an interesting story. Get stronger. Tell me about that. I'm glad you actually asked that. So I got a call from Dave and he's like, I think they're going to pull the training, meaning the production company. I'm like, why? He's like, because he went in to try the prosthetic suit on and his, his composition was, was changing so much that they had a, they were worried they had to completely redesign the suit and those suits are expensive. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, dude, you went off to shoot or you went out for the suit, you were 250 pounds. You weighed in the other day, you're 249 pounds. You lost a pound. You're not losing weight. You're just, your body composition is changing. Yeah. Like, we got to be careful. What do I do? I'm like, go get some ice cream tonight, dude. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. And I was like, seriously, just start mixing desserts and we got to keep you a little fluffy, yeah. but the training's not going to change because on day one, he struggled. I tell a story all the time. I love it. But day one, he picked up a 24 kilogram kettlebell and he's worried about his back. Um, I think by the ninth week, he pulled 400 pounds off the floor. Wow. On a on a deadlift. And I have video of it. Wow. And it was and it was awesome. And he was strong. He was like, let's keep going, let's keep going. I'm like, you're you're done. Like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, even yeah. I'm like it was probably an 85, 90% lift. And the last thing I'm doing is blowing his back out before he goes off to Bulgaria the next day. But totally. it proved to him that hey man, you're strong, your body can handle this. Yes. Good luck. That's, and that's <laughs> a, awesome. a bit of belief like that is really good for an actor. But also I, I imagine that you have to keep in mind all the time their safety. Like, you know, you cannot injure the actor like you have to make sure that they're God, always okay can you imagine it'd yeah, be like right? it's like it's i mean what would be worse is injuring an athlete before game time and, right. and you've heard horrific stories of players making 50 million bucks and their trainers back squatting them and they blow their back out it's like what are yes. you doing like the yeah. juice ain't worth the squeeze but um harbor um what i what i er- learned early on was a lot of these actors when they're playing these roles strength training just doesn't only become about aesthetics it becomes about a mindset mm. if you're going off playing this demon this like mean strong demon i mean turning around and and having that type of strength is going to contribute to your believability and i know that sounds really corny but mm-hmm. knowing him going off and feeling that type of strength i think you know contributes to you know their ability to do what they do yeah the i i, I wanted to know about shoot days you know yeah. there's that moment with what I've already talked about because I always think about it is Jackman coming out with the yeah coming out of the water. Where are you on shoot days? Do you tend to be there with them, or what advice do you give to them to make sure that everything's popping on that? Day? I don't know where I am. I'm probably home or at work or doing something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy. My job's done. I'm gonna go off if they if they need me there for support. Yep, I am there with them. I got. I've been blessed. My my clients, like Ryan's, the most independent person. Like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm here to help. Like, yeah, he's, right, it's amazing. Right, right. He's doing all the work on his own. I'm just giving these guys the tools. I'm giving them the resources. And if they need anything, I'm the first one to come running. But they know what they're doing. They're going on set. It's like, all right, lighting, makeup, what do we have to do? And, and they're going off and they're nailing it. And, you know, we stay connected. But, um, no, I've been I've been blessed. Maybe it's maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. Maybe it was how we set the whole program up. But when they go off, I mean, Sebastian stands shooting the Winter Soldier. We'll touch base when he's on set. But right. you know, when I'm there with Ryan on Red Notice set, it's because I'm just hanging out. And yeah, we're having breakfast and we're getting a workout in. And we're, but, uh, well, we're shooting yeah, the shit. You, you are, probably aren't giving yourself enough credit because if you teach somebody properly, then you can leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah, teaching them yeah. how to fish and cooking, you, you, yeah. you know, or ordering it's two different things. You know, it yes. sounds corny, but it really is. Like, I need them to know that when they're on the road and they don't have equipment or something's going on, that we can call an audible and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I did work with people in the past where they would just go into panic mode, like gym shut down. What do I do? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, we got our plan. Like, if the gym shuts down, I don't just. I'm gonna give you what you need to do, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah, and that's where we're at now, and it's a good feeling. But what are the? What are the? Let's just say. 24 hours before the shot 
what are the things to do? I mean, would you cut down on carbs? You've already done that a kind of a week in it advance. Depends. It salt, depends on the individual. Water. It depends on the individual. Mm. So if I cut carbs, I get flat. Mm. So mm. I think it depends on your body composition. If I'm working with my friend Drew Powell, who played Solomon Grundy in Gotham, and he's like, okay, Drew, let's cut our carbs. Like it's right. like we can lean out. But Ryan, like if we start cutting carbs – I'm worried about energy levels. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried about mood. I'm worried about yes. you know functionality. You know, I don't need them crashing. Yeah, we have even when I'm getting ready for a shoot, I am ready. Um, I, I like telling them all, 365 days a year, we're always two weeks out. What does yeah. that mean? You get a call two weeks, we're going to get you into a place that's really respectable. And it's yeah. not by tricking the body. It's by living a certain way 365 days a year. Yes. And then at that point, we don't need any tricks. We don't need to manipulate carbs and waters because bodybuilders who are professionals, I'm going to the Olympia this week. There's a few of them on stage right now that they're going to miss their timing. They're going to wake up Monday morning and they're going to be like, oh my God, if I only looked like this yesterday as I do today, I probably would have won the show. And I hear it every single year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. when you try and time this stuff out, there are too many variables. I don't like it. I like waking up the morning. I like eating normally. I like maybe uh, keeping the water consumption a little bit down, yeah. drinking a little black coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, if, they, if they're if they're really trying to get tightened up for a shoot, maybe you know, maybe having a, a, like a beer or a little vodka or something like that to just yeah. kind of dehydrate you just a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm not saying they do that, but you know, these are little <laughs> tricks. I like coffee, but little things to dehydrate the body are fine. I've just seen that when I pull carbs from my body, and I pulled it from certain people's, they get flat. They don't. You don't always get leaner and harder. You actually flat's a term that we use. Where your body looks like a sheet of paper. You don't have that fullness. Yeah, right. And timing it out and going no carbs and then loading up. Like I've done shoots in the past and I've experimented with it. I've gone in and I've done, you know, full, you know, 10 week cuts and I've manipulated carbohydrates to the point where I'm on Lexington Avenue and 57th Street holding onto a fucking stop sign. Like I'm about to die. I'm yeah. like, I-, I can't remember my name. I don't know how to speak. It is brutal yes. and in the morning of a shoot i'm eating rice cakes and and honey and i'm looking at my skin and it's bubbling in my veins and then i look at the finished product i'm like man i look good but i don't look that much different than i did for my first cover of muscle and fitness mm-hmm. my second cover of muscle and fitness like i yeah. look the same so why am i gonna do it to myself now yeah. i now i shoot or I have my client shoot and they're like oh i feel amazing or i go play a hockey game that night or we're not laying in bed for the next week like oh i gotta take time off yeah or God. go to cheesecake factory and you're eating yourself into a coma it's like yeah it just doesn't make sense for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so vital for actors in particular, their moods. Like, you've got to keep their moods good because they're about to go onto a set with 200 people who are relying on them to be in a good mood so that they can go home at the end of the day oh and go God. back to their like, family. Okay, let's pull your carbs and let's <laughs> yeah. drop your fat and do all these things that yeah. are unhealthy and let's ruin your energy level so you can go in and shoot for 15 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, and you're away from your family. Yeah. And you're in a different time zone and you know suddenly your daughter's crying on the phone that she misses you. It's like, come on, these are we really need them in a bad mindset? So no, yeah. I'm in this for the long haul. Um, that's a good question. Let's talk. I just want to ask you a personal question now that I have you let's here. Let's do it. Um, I want capped shoulders. And I'm just like, it's a new thing for me. And I'm like working towards like nice, fuller shoulders. I've got good shoulders. I love me. Bro. You want look, wider shoulders? I just want like capped out. Yeah, you want you want that medial delt. This. Yeah, I would start, I'd probably start, um, this is going to sound funny, but mixing in a little bit more frequency, meaning training them twice a week. So I don't know yeah. how your split is, but like, let's say you're doing a horizontal pressing day like chest. I'd mix some side delts in at the end. And then obviously on shoulder day, I'd mix some side delts in there as well. Yep. I would train it, you know, add some volume, 
add some intensity. I would start doing things like carries where we're yeah. kind of bringing our arms out to the side a little bit. Start carrying heavy weight. Yep, I think that. that's one of the most underrated exercises that most people aren't doing. And, yep. you know, once you exhaust kettlebells, get a trap bar, load the trap bar up, like yeah. start logging the distance, start building that yoke. Uh, you got a great frame. What are you about? Six, four? Six four, yeah. Yeah, so you're about six four, two twenty. Yep. So like you got an awesome frame. So yeah, you you bring the side delts out a lot, like the appearance of your whole physique. Like you've got a thin waist, your waist will look even thinner. Yep. Start working on side delts and a little bit wider lats, like at six four. Oh my god, like appreciate. Come it. on, dude. Yes, yes. Give me give me a call. Give me a call in a week, and I'll and I'll and I'll help you out with that. I'll, I'll even look at your program. We can go through it a little bit. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Well, also, I'm waiting for a role to come through, and I'll give you a real call. Love it. Um, Let me know. Yeah, that'll be great. Let's be talk. <laughs> let's talk a bit about. Um, I want to talk something about something that's controversial that I'm sure you get every so often. But I want to talk about performance enhancing drugs. Yes. Now, for me, ethically behind it, like what's going on with Liver King right now? He's just got caught out for. You know, he said that he doesn't take performance enhancing drugs. Said that he just eats raw liver. You know, it's like bullshit, and that's unethical. For me personally with acting, I'm like, I don't think that you actually are in a position where you can ethically get in trouble. You have a job to do and you should go and do it and you should do it by any means necessary. In a sh- and sometimes you've only got a short period of time. I'm personally all right with it. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a decision. I just think that you have to own it. Right. You have to own it. Like it's unfair when I see, I want to say unfair. Maybe the word is immoral. Yes. That when is. you are on a, in a magazine and you create something that a 16-year-old now is looking at and they don't know that drugs was a con- contributor to that. Yes. If you ask me about different types of steroids, performance enhancing drugs, I know less than my kids. Like, I literally have removed myself from that because one, I don't personally do it. Mm-hmm. And two, it's not my job. to. Pre- I'm not someone who can ever prescribe yeah. or give advice on that. Go to a doctor. Go to a functional medicine doctor that knows a lot about this stuff and make sure they're monitoring you and make sure it's safe. Yeah. You know, go to someone with a track record. You know, don't go to the black market or don't go to some guy in the gym. Or what's really frustrating me is I see these young kids, 22 years old, and they're taking stuff like, oh my God, I'm breaking PRs at 45 years old right now. Like my body is still doing great stuff. Mm -hmm. You're 22, relying on something that maybe. When you're 80 or 90 and you're in that fourth quarter, okay, fine, cool, go for it. But if you're going to do it, I have powerlifting friends, guys who compete, who like people ask them, like, how'd you get that big and strong? And they're like, drugs. And they'll say it in such a nice, like comforting way that you just laugh and you're like, thanks for being honest, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stop turning around and and and, and being the, the guy on, on the cover of Muscle Media 2000. Like, oh, I did it natural. Like, okay, like... If you did, I hope you're telling the truth. But when I see someone like the Liver King, first off, like we all knew he wasn't. Like anyone who's who's a professional in the industry knew he was on shit. Yeah. Like there's there's no way in God's name when I saw the guy and I wasn't like, oh, he's on steroids. Like I knew he was on steroids. Like it's obvious. Anyone anyone knows mm-hmm. it. And you know the the thought that you know you know eating um, 
what's what's the word I'm like raw raw meat it's not for me yeah um do i understand the importance how organ meat can be healthy yeah i had dr peter rouse talking to me about this 15 20 years ago with the benefits of organ meat i do not want to eat organ meat yeah no. it grosses me out yeah. i cannot eat organ meat so yeah. there's certain things i'm gonna do and not do i'm not gonna have my children drinking blood out of a wine glass okay <laughs> yes. like he was doing which yes. in my opinion like I'm a parent, you're a parent, he's a parent. You raise your kids the way you want to raise them. I understand that and I respect it, but I don't know, man. Like, you know, my my kids are making good food choices and they have ice cream. And my son has Burger King once in a while. Yeah. He's 14 years old. Yeah. Let him live. Like, I'm not going to create a monster. I'm not serving my child. Yes blood out of a fucking wine glass yeah it's 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 not so i was i'm a little if i'm disturbed about anything i think i'm more disturbed about the um how it stirred up so much in the media and i wonder if that letter you know was not mistakenly released if it was done where it was planned internally that's now like i think it's fair to say that for the people that trusted him do you still trust him yeah. Right. Like the, even though he's admitting what he's admitting, is he doing this as a marketing ploy? Is he saying what he's saying? Cause he was really caught and he felt bad and he's trying to keep his head above water right now. I did read some of the comments. I was curious to see what people were saying. And there were a lot of people that are supporting him. Yeah. Well, if, if nothing else, he's, he's entertaining. You know, that's why I like to follow him. I'm like, I'm not surprised that you're on PEDs. I'm not even upset that you were, and you weren't telling us. I think that you're an entertainer. I don't think that people are looking at you going, I want that body f- through living. No, he's an entertainer, but he's also like, there is, oh God, this is the most controversial thing I've probably said on a podcast. But there's it. nothing, nothing miraculous about what he does from a performance standpoint. Right. It's almost like I can get my 14-year-old son to do what he's doing. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And so like when he's talking around primal and the st- the stuff he's carrying, I'm not I'm not blown away by it and I'm not fascinated by it. Maybe it's cuz I'm doing this as a professional for 25 years now. Yep. I've taken my craft seriously. I've studied under people way smarter than I am and I understand what the human body can do. Yep. So um yeah, I I I'm if I'm upset about anything, I just I don't like when people mislead the consumer. It's not their job to know. These kids, it's not their job to know. They were buying supplements. They trusted you. Mm -hmm. You got your your hand caught with the cookie in the cookie jar, literally. Um, And uh, (laughs) the PED jar. Yeah, we'll move on from it. (laughs) But I I bet a lot of people out there are probably wondering, you know, how many of these guys, when we go to see the Avengers or when we go and see The Rock, (laughs) how many of them are juiced up? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, if I was to guess certain people, like I'd probably be able to guess, but I don't know. Yeah. I know my guys that I've worked with, they don't even bring it up. I've had celebrities walk in to my club and they've brought it up and I'm like, listen, I'm just not the guy to ask and I've never heard from them again. Right, right, right. I've had celebrities turn to me and say, I would take it right now if you told me to. And I said, well, I'm not. Mm. Right? And I Mm -hmm. just... It's just not, it doesn't make me better or worse than anyone else. It's not my wheelhouse. It's not what I know. I don't know how, I don't know how to even change program design if someone was on it. Do we go with more volume? Do we go with more intensity? Everything I've done and I've learned over my 25 years of my career has been working with natural people. Yeah. So things change. How our body's processed food changes. Yeah. The leniency of how we eat can change. You know, are you taking that, those two in and out burgers now? Is your body processing it differently? Yes, it is. So Mm. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that stuff, which is just one of the other reasons why I don't 
play around with it. I also buried my best friend back in 2010. He was 10 years older than me and his test, he was struggling on testosterone and he kept taking more and more of it. And, um, we found his body. Um, the last I heard from him was Friday night and I was in Vegas, I think visiting my wife. Um, and, um, I got to work. He was my head trainer. He didn't show up. It was 6 a.m. And we went up to his house, uh, his apartment on 23rd Street, and he was dead uh, in his bed since Friday. Oh, my God. And when we had um, – he didn't have family, so we had um, – I had to – this is a crazy story. I actually had to um, apply for his body pretty much. I had to go to City Hall, and I had to prove that he had no family. Mm-hmm. I had to prove that we were – were allowed to bury him. Mm. And before this happened, he was suspecting something was going on with his health. And there's a place I didn't realize it's called Plotter's Field and it's where they na- bury all the no names. So when I went in to claim his body, um, they were like, well, if, if you can't figure this out, we're going to put him in Plotter's Field, which is basically where we put all the no names. Mm. So his body sat in the morgue for two weeks. We had a private... Um, sitting at my club his body obviously wasn't there and we you know said some words and blah 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 and then when i was able to gain access to his body i bought a plot in queens um had a, a proper burial for him yeah but i had to go identify his body two weeks after it's sitting in a morgue and probably the worst thing i've ever had to go through in my life when yeah. you go in and you see your friend the only way i can identify him they had to show me his teeth Oh my because his whole body was Hulk green and I couldn't even tell it was him. I'm like, that's not him. And they, they went like this. I was like, that's oh my him. God. And I was with this girlfriend at the time. So oh. um, terrible stuff. So when I'm talking about this stuff and I get a little bit like, I've just seen it from an area. I've seen progressions of people over decades. I'm 45. So, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've been seeing people who get on it and I see the progression of their life mm. and if they abuse it or that it's not being monitored properly. Yeah. Now you look at Sly Stallone, like I don't know what he's on. Like the guy looks amazing. Yeah. Holy shit. If yeah. I'm that, if I'm that age, like sign me up. Like yeah. he looks great. He's doing incredible things with his body. I'm sure he has um, access to the best drugs, medicine, call it what you want by exactly. the best doctors on the planet. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I'm not knocking him down. But I'm saying if you're going to do it, if, if he lives to be a hundred years old, yeah. and he's doing pull ups or running off the dock in one of those movies, diving into the water at 95, like, yeah. are we on to something? Totally, we're on to something. Yeah, but we haven't seen it long enough yet. Yeah, right. I don't think we have. Like mm-hmm. when is like when are we really monitoring this process now? Is it the last TRT has really become popular popularized in what the last 5 to 7 years, maybe right. 10 years? Like you're starting to hear about doctors prescribing it in the beginning people were unsure, now it's more mainstream, now it's yeah. more acceptable. Now you're hearing people saying, "Oh, well, we're just kickstarting the areas of the body that naturally produces testosterone." Like people are justifying it now. Yes. But I'm curious to see we need 20, 30, 40 years uh, yeah. of someone being on it and, and being able to monitor a specific process yes. for us to be able to really make assumptions, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because you are, we are seeing like, we are seeing a population whose testosterone is, is plummeting, especially amongst young men. We're talking about men who are, who are like early 30s who have the same testosterone as their grandfathers did in the 1980s. It's insane, isn't it? You know, this is crazy so no wonder it's getting popular i mean i think that we need to push towards healthier lifestyles that are encouraging natural production of testosterone i think i mean my personal opinion is get out in the sun make sure you're eating enough protein um take magnesium uh and maybe uh and and maybe stop drinking tap water 
Yeah, I mean, that's my conspiracy. Bit. I think I think I think you're onto something. I think yeah, focusing on sleep and sleep, uh, yeah. starting to eliminate alcohol. I also have kind of a theory on cannabis right right now. Yep, yep. And um, this is becoming interesting because it's becoming legal now. Right, it's 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 everywhere, and people yeah. are. Um, and I'm not a big alcohol fan, and I never really smoke weed. But if I had to choose. I'd probably lean more towards cannabis. We're starting to get a lot of research. I'm speaking to a lot of doctors about it. Dwayne Jackson's one. Dr. Dwayne Jackson's one of them who'd be an incredible interview for you. But he's been doing research on what it can do for gut health and actually how it can improve sleep quality. And Mm. we're measuring things with aura now. Yes. Right. And yeah. looking at small dosages of it. Right. And and for years it was like, oh, cannabis ruins testosterone. And my question was, well, well, how much cannabis? Yes. Because if he's saying between one and 10 grams, which is minuscule and, you know, the typical person back in the day, the, you know, the grungy pot smoking was consuming, I'm making this number up 50 50 grams or milligrams, whatever the yeah. hell it is. And with that's coming fast food and mm. chips. Yes. And late night of partying mm. and bad living conditions. Like yes. what's going to contribute? Is it is it that that's contributing to the decrease in test and test levels? Sure. Yeah. Now, if you're able to take it, you're someone who struggles with sleep and this is helping you get parasympathetic and you're noticing that your heart rate's lowering and your deep sleep's improving. And your restfulness is improving. Mm. And these markers during your sleep are getting better. I think we might be on to something. I think in the next decade, we're going to start finding out some extraordinary things. And I am not speaking like I, oh, this is definitely what's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm hinting that I feel like this is the direction it's actually starting to go. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Wow. So wait, cannabis could be good for testosterone. It's just the things that are around cannabis. 100%. That are, yeah. 100%. Um, I've spoken to certain names, certain doctors. I, I can't. I'm not in a je- a liberty of being able to discuss, but they're even leaning towards it also. They're, they're claiming they've been playing with it for three, four years. Mm-hmm. These people are in their 50s. Their test levels are up around 800. They're not taking any TRT. Like it's, oh. it's because they're claiming now that their quality of sleep wow. has improved their happiness, their their ability to relax and come down. My mm. my parents, their era, they're, they're 77, 78. It was cocktail hour was five o'clock. Like, oh, we're going to relax. We're going to have a drink. Like, yes. is that really relaxing? You feel relaxed. Yeah. But think about what that's doing to sleep quality. Like, I could care less about whether the alcohol has gluten in it or not, obviously, unless you're celiac. Um, I don't care about how many calories, a mojito. Alcohol is alcohol. Yes. It's toxic. It's poison for the body. Yep. It's going to ruin you hormonally if you overstay your welcome. Yeah. So when people ask me when I drink, I'm like, if, when, it, when I drink, I mean, I'll drink whatever, anything. Gasoline, whatever. Pour yeah, it for me. Right, like, right, right. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. It's like but- your rigatoni thing. It's like, if we're going to go, we're going to go. I agree. I mean, and I was had a brain scan with Dr. Armin a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, let me explain to alcohol to you in this way. Alcohol can be literal antiseptic. For your body, and you have twenty trillion million trillion pieces of flora in your gut that you're actually killing, killing. when you drink. And you know, we all know that the gut brain axis is oh, right there. on top of each other. It's so it's like, yeah, I, I agree. I've, I haven't had a really good drink in quite a while. It's my birthday this weekend, so I'm going for it. But, you know, birthday. How old? I'm 36. You're a baby. I love it. <laughs> you old man. You got two kids though. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. We we kept chipping away. Um, how can we? Here's the thing about trainers like you, man. You you're you work for the best of the best. But is there a way that 
anybody can have access to you now. Yeah, so I, I created something through COVID, which was completely by accident. My my 15-year lease expired May of 2020. Oh, perfect. And um, it was unbelievable. And I was planning on re-signing, but I launched this challenger community and it really exploded. And um, it allowed me to not re-sign my lease, which I always thought it would be a, like a devastating day in my life because it was my identity. Uh-huh. But it actually been was one of the happiest. And it was just because I was able to take now what I did with all of these people, all these people that I worked with, this niche market. Yeah. And I was able to offer it to the masses. So, uh, you know, I have programs I sell online, which you can just purchase and you get no access to me. Or I have a challenger community. And that challenger community, we let a, f- um, a certain amount of people in a month and they get access to a program, a nutrition guide. And then I am literally giving a daily video answering their questions. Oh, wow. That's so you can ask a question on a Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, calling out your name. I'm answering the question on video or in the comment section right. and I'm coaching you through it. I bring on guests every month. Um, we have contests. We, it's just, it's an incredible community. I'm hosting my third Don con this year. I rented an Island in Mexico uh, last oh, summer shit. in off of Puerto Vallarta, 70 people from 15 different countries showed up Wow! and we're doubling that number next year. So the community is powerful. It's strong. It's my ability. I'll always be a coach. If I became a billionaire next week, I'll always be a coach. It's what I do. It's what I love. I love that. And it's fun. I love that. Um, And then that's at donsaladino.com. Yeah. Great. I do want to ask you because, you know, you're obviously, you know, an incredible trainer and so many PTs are probably listening to this. Thank you. Wondering, how do we get, how do I take all the clients that I have and how do I expand this? How do I like think bigger than just a couple of having, you know, five clients a week, 10 clients a week, you know, yeah, you've, you've made a go it, of it. So. It's an amazing question. It really was inspired by my wife, Melissa, who left her job when we ended up closing the club. She took over the back end and she's like, we got to document what we're doing. It's pretty special. And my, mm. my wife and I, we can care. We don't have secrets with this stuff. Like I did not invent the bench press. I did not, <laughs> this nutritional plan of like protein, carbs, and fats. Like this is not, I did not invent this. Yeah. I just have a very easy way to be able to deliver it. So we said, let's, let's log every single step along the way on how we built our online business and let's just give it to the public. So we're, we sell it online, donsaladino.com. It's under courses. There's a mastermind group in there. So you get access to it. There's I think a hundred hours of uh, no, there's actually 20, there's over 20 hours. It's a 20 hour course, but there's like, I can't over a hundred videos on it. And there's all work worksheets, actionable items. You can come on, you can ask questions on the mastermind. You, you get access to me if, if you join that. Oh, wow. And th- this is a way to teach people how to be entrepreneurs. Again, essentially fitness entrepreneurs. All coaches out there, they're going to run into the same problem, right? Like they're going to, they're going to jump into this line of work because they want to help people. They're going to get a job somewhere. They're going to build their book up. They're going to go to their clients and they're going to be nervous about asking to raise their rates, 25 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour, whatever it is. They're going to raise their rates. They're going to feel relieved. And a year later, they're going to be back in the exact same situation. Yeah, right. they're, they're, they're going to realize that when they're sick, when they take off, when they go on vacation, they're losing money Yeah, because they're not working. So we've establish this structure. We've, we're, we're presenting this to any coach who wants it on what you need to do now to invest in the next two to three years. Yeah, I'm not telling you I'm going to make you a millionaire in the first year. Like, yeah. It could happen. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Good for you if you are, right? Yeah. But we're going to give you all the steps along the way. We're going to give you all the tools and resources. We're going to give you the network to be able to start and do what it is I'm doing. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's great. Let's talk about um, because we're nearly out of we're nearly out of time, but I want to hear about how you personally as, did you say 45? Yeah. 
How do you stay motivated to work out yourself now? I mean, how many times have you done bicep curls, bench presses, squats? Does it get boring? How do no, you stay motivated? No, it's, it's funny. I said the other day, it doesn't get easier either. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, you just, it became part of my survival. Okay. It became part of my lifestyle. Yeah. I never, if I'm 6% body fat or 5% body fat, it, it's not how I quantify success. Yeah. I have a secret and every single person that I've trained with has the same secret. And it's, it's, we relate success to a feeling. So when we go to our training session, when I was in there this morning or when I'm in there tomorrow morning, all I'm focused on is doing what I have to do that day, what my program is and leaving there feeling a certain way. And if I'm able to do that, everything else falls into place in life. And it sounds that simple. It is that simple. I think when we sit there and we obsess over, well, I got to lose X or I got to do Y. I had a woman last year who lost eight pounds of fat according to her DEXA scan and put on nine pounds of muscle. So technically at the end of the year, she gained a pound. But think about that swing. That's a 17-pound swing for a woman that weighs 130 pounds. Yes. That's insanity. Yes. And But if she didn't have that data, if we didn't have those numbers and the before-afters to prove it, any normal human would be like, oh, I gained a pound. Don's workouts don't work. It's like, (laughs) yeah, like how are we quantifying success? She was in there chasing a feeling every day, and that's why she was successful. I I feel the same way about working out. I just love to – I need it. And my wife says like, you're – I know I can tell when you've worked out and I can tell you when you've not. Yeah. And I just want you to go and do it. Does she ever so, tell you to just go do it? Like go for a run, go do it. When I'm going out to work out, she's like, good. Yeah. You'll, you'll come back a better person. Exactly. I always, and I yeah. always, do, always do. But that's why you look this way. Well, I, because I, I prioritize it, but I also know I'll, I'll be crazy if I don't you do it. You have to do it. And that's why it is part of your survival. Yes. You can't sit, you sitting here right now would be almost impossible for you if you knew that you had, I got to get the workout in after. At the yes. end of the day, it's tough. I'm tired. Yes. What if happens something with the kids? What if I get distracted? I can't think about it. I got to nail it. Early. Exactly. Exactly. You've been so generous with your time oh, and your answers. I, I, just briefly, Tips for new New Year's resolutions, yeah. fitness resolutions. Hundred percent. Um, don't do it all at once. So if you have twelve things you want to change next week, next year, do one a month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think the problem is, is that people are going to continue to be unsuccessful with this because they set the same goals. Mm. They're coming in with the same exact approach, right? It's oh well, I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to give up dessert. I'm going to give up all these things I love, and I'm going to go the whole month dry. And then the next thing you know. You know, they go back on it and they start gaining weight and they're like, what's the point? Where if they just like, all right, maybe January focus on hydration and just be great at hydration. And then February focus on eliminating processed foods. And sleep. And then the next month sleep and then then through the year. Could you imagine, you and I right now, if we wrote down a sheet of paper, 12 major things for people to change in their lifestyle and we assigned it to to each one of them one a month and they were able to accomplish that over the year, those are non-scale victories. Those yeah. are things that like their body composition is going to change. Their productivity is going to change. They're going to be happier. I don't care what you say. Your mood's going to be better. Your recovery, your energy. It's all positive. Yeah, for sure. NSVs, non-scale victories. That's something I want people thinking of. Oh, I love that. I love that. Don Saladino, how do we keep in contact with you? Uh, Don Saladino on Instagram, donsaladino.com. Shoot me a DM. Thank you for having me on, by it's the way. Joy, I'm so bro. excited to meet you, man. Yeah, I heard man. great things. Yeah. Good stuff. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Appreciate it, Thanks, Donnie. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Zaddy Zone, I encourage you to subscribe and rate our podcast five stars. And if you feel so generous, please write a review. Say how much you loved it. Um, I only want to provide value to you, and I hope you're feeling some value by listening to it. We're not asking for any money. Just a nice old rate, review, subscribe. XOXO. Zaddy.